Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick. Joel, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I got really convicted. You know, it's a new year here. So I, I got uh, really serious about getting my life together. It's about time. I'm glad. I'm glad. I've been praying for that for a long time. <laughs> 2024, I figured, why not now? Why not? So I was reading Matthew 5, 23, 26, and uh, okay. it got me thinking about something. It says, so if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave yeah. your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Yeah. As one of the qualifies as more of the savage, that's not Hallmark Jesus, that's savage, savage Jesus. Jesus. Yes. But my question is, is this, because the longer I live, the more I realize there are some relationships that just can't be reconciled. Right. So as a counselor, I've seen, first of all, um, there's some relationships like, like if, if, if you've been abused, you probably don't go and seek reconciliation from that person. If you're dealing with a narcissist, you're probably never going to get reconciliation because it's always going to be your fault. Yeah. So I want to talk specifically about those situations in life where you come to a place where maybe you want to find reconciliation with your ex-spouse or your ex-pastor or whatever, yeah. but it's just not going to happen because they don't want it or maybe they've passed away. Maybe you're trying to reconcile with a father or mother who's passed away. Yeah. What do you do in those situations? Well, as you know, I think, first of all, the, it's it's important to understand there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. I I am called to always forgive, uh, but again, reconciliation may not be possible. And we see a scripture where it clearly, you know, it sounds like from that passage you read in Matthew that you just keep working at it. You keep working at it until you're reconciled. Right. But you're going to see, we'll look at another passage in a minute that just comes to mind, that reconciliation isn't always possible. But forgiveness always is. Because forgiveness is something you do. It's internal. It's something you actually do for yourself more than anything else. Because it, it just gets the acid out of your soul and out of your stomach that, that's going to destroy you. So you can always forgive, but reconciliation isn't always possible. And, that that forgiveness okay. piece is huge. So yeah. I I uh, I wrote a devotional based on a book I wrote called Fully You, mm-hmm. and uh, hold on, let me get it. It's shameless self promotion. <laughs> okay. This is why we do video right here. This book right here. Uh, so I wrote a uh, a a U version devotional called The Power to Forgive. Uh-huh. It's based off of chapter six of this book. It's one of my most downloaded devotionals. And what's fascinating is I yeah. get on a weekly basis, multiple emails from people that go, wow. I did not realize how much unforgiveness was weighing me down. Wow. I didn't think it was possible to forgive after what they did to me. First of all, I thought it was unforgivable yeah. or I just didn't even know where to start. Forgiveness, you're right. I mean, that's the foundation for yeah. all of this. If you're not, if you can't, I mean, forgiveness is the foundation for our whole faith, right. really. Yeah. If you yeah. don't, Learn to forgive. I mean, Jesus even says that. He's like, hey, like, I've forgiven you. Now you're called to go do the exact same thing. You've, give, you've been given the power to do you've it. You've been forgiven, so yeah. therefore you must forgive, yeah. And, and the thing is, too, I think one of the stumbling blocks where we think we can't forgive is, well, there's several of them, but one of them we feel like it's some kind of a feeling. Okay, so I forgive them, but I still feel, I feel, I feel. Forgiveness, like love, is not a feeling. It's an action you take. It's a decision you make. You choose to love somebody, 
and that is an action. So you do loving things, whether you feel it or not. Uh, you, you, you see that in marriage. You've been together so many years, and you may not feel those warm fuzzies all the time, but you still behave in a loving way. Mm. And then oftentimes the feelings follow, but it's an action you take. Forgiveness is the same way. You behave in a way as though you've forgiven them, whether you feel it or not. Mm. And that could sound like, well, you're being hypocritical. You're behaving in a way like you've forgiven them, but you have all these things. No, it's just being, it's doing what's right. Jesus didn't necessarily feel good on the cross. In fact, we know he didn't. He was in tremendous pain, but he forgave on the cross in the midst of the pain. And that didn't change his feelings. It's a choice you make to forgive. So you can forgive. And we could talk later about what do you do with the feelings afterwards, but forgiveness is something you can do. And there's no, you say, well, what they've done to me is too great. No, 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 no. What you have been forgiven of is greater than anything that's ever been done to you. The accumulation of our sin and our uh, filth and vileness in the face of a holy, pure, righteous God, nothing can be done to us that's worse than that, what we've done. I heard a discussion between a Jew and a Christian. And the Jew, his, his take on Christianity is fascinating because he said, you Christians, you believe that you've got to change the inside before you change the outside. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I do believe that. And he goes, we Jews, we believe you do the thing and then the inside will change. And I was like, now that's interesting. It's he, both actually. That's what I thought. I realized yeah. actually it's two sides of the same coin. Like yeah. sometimes you've got to just do what's right because it's right and then trust the feelings to follow. Yeah. But then there's also things you're never going to conquer until you get an inside healing. So it's both. Right. It's not a yes or a yes and no. It's yes and also. Yeah. And that's an important thing because I think a lot of times we I'll wait for the feeling to come before I forgive. And yeah. Yeah, you're Doesn't probably work. not going to, especially if they really burn you. You're yeah. not going to feel a feeling. I've I've never felt like oh it's the right time to forgive. Now I've just had to go. Yeah. I got to do it because it's the command. So you do the thing and then you get the feeling. And we. It's interesting because both are true in that case. Yeah, exactly. So you know it's time to forgive. You've forgiven. The feelings are starting to follow. And now you're like, you know, what is it? One of the steps in Alcoholics Anonymous says you got to go and right your wrongs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like step nine or something like that. It's uh, time yeah. to time to go and right the wrongs, the people you've done wrong. And uh, But there's like people that have done you wrong, right? In the reverse that maybe you're trying to reconcile with, you're trying to get an apology from them. It's not going to happen. Divide that out for me. Yeah. Um, well, where I was saying that reconciliation is not always possible. And, and I think we see a beautiful picture of what reconciliation really is in second Corinthians five. And it's a powerful passage. It, it says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and then it goes on, and now he has given us a ministry of reconciliation whereby we are declaring to the world, this is our message to the world, you be reconciled to God. So in other words, God, and, and then it goes on to say he was reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them, mm-hmm. which is amazing, amazing, because we want to focus on that. But what it's saying is that God has already made peace with us, with the world, with mankind. He has made peace with us. But that reconciliation is not complete until you make peace with God. And, and it really does us no benefit either. So the unbeliever right now, God is not even counting men's sins against them. But that does them no good unless they then take the step to be reconciled to God. And so... God's already reconciled himself. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not counting men's sins against them. He's now given us the message to go out and say, hey, God's at peace with you. 
God's mm. not mad at you, but you, to be of any benefit to receive this peace that God's made with you, you need to be at peace with him. And so the point is we know that most of the world will not reconcile themselves to God. And so in the same way, I can make peace in my heart with someone who's offended me, so I'm not eaten up by it. I'm at total peace. You're my friend. But that I cannot control what they're going to respond to that. Mm-hmm. I can't make them be my friend. I can't make them forgive me. And so reconciliation takes both sides. Forgiveness only takes me. Reconciliation takes a response from them as well. That's hard because I know for me, there's not much that I don't think I can get done if I don't just don't exert myself yeah, long enough, hard, hard enough, uh-huh. push harder, sheer exertion of will, we can get this done. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the way we make ourselves miserable is maybe there's a situation where you've just got to acknowledge there's not going to be able to be reconciliation. There's yeah. not going to be able to tie a bow on this thing. You've written the letter, you sent out the apology, you've tried to reconcile, they want nothing to do with it. And if you're waiting for the happy ending, you're yeah. just going to make yourself miserable. I, I'm doing right now this uh, daily daily devotionals um, on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube where I'm talk, going through the book of Ecclesiastes. And right now I'm on the passage today, I just did it, where he says, what's crooked cannot be straightened. What's crooked cannot be straightened. What's uncountable can't be counted. Basically, he's saying, guys, there's some stuff that just is what it is. And you can make yourself miserable yeah. trying to tie a yeah. bow on it and make sure your happy ending comes. But you just got to, it's the Reinhard Niebuhr. I, like, God, grant me the serenity to change what I can, uh, embrace what I can't, or what, and then yeah. the wisdom to know, know the, the difference. difference. Yeah. 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 There, you know, there is a passage, though, that uh, in Psalms, here's what you can do. And I think this is it. You, you, you forgive, and then you do this, and then the, you leave the outcome to God. And here's what it says. It says, make your ways pleasing to the Lord, mm. and he will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. And so it, what I get from that is, okay, so all right, I've forgiven. My heart is pure. My heart is clean toward this person. Now, my next step is not to try to make them make peace with me because the more we try that, yeah, the more we frustrate the situation many times. So my next step then, I've forgiven. My next step is now I make my ways pleasing to the Lord and I leave the outcome to him because I can't, I can't control their heart. I can't control what they're going to do but I can make my ways pleasing to the Lord and then let him work in their hearts. And if reconciliation is possible, it's going to happen. Yeah. And and maybe God can't even bring it about because he doesn't with all of mankind. He's done his part, but all mankind is not going to then ta- do that's, their part to be reconciled to him. That's a heavy truth. Wow. What part? That, like <laughs> just the fact that maybe God can't even reconcile them to, to you. Well, Yeah. And yeah, I, you know it would be his that's, desire. That's above my theological pay grade there. Well, we'll hear some comments on it, I'm sure. <laughs> it brought to ver- to mind a verse, and you may already, we're, we're going to get this, but I'm going to jump to it. Uh, Romans 12, where it says this, Never uh, be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And then he says this, If possible, so far as it depends on you, yeah. live peaceably with all, if possible. As much as it's in your control to do it, right. which that's the thing. There's some stuff that's just not in your control. It's they, they got to come, they got to come here. You got to you got to move towards them, but they may never want to move towards you. And you yeah. go, well, at that point, I've done my due diligence. It's just not possible. 
And obviously, I guess you keep that open heart and attitude. Yeah. But there are going to be times when you're just not going to be able to reconcile with people in your life. And that's where you come to this verse, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Keep your heart open, do what you can. And there's going to be times that you're just not going to get the happy ending you want. You're not yeah. going to get them to apologize. <laughs> you're not going to get them to come and say, oh, yeah, I had a part in this too. But you find peace as you do your part. Yeah. And a really crucial part of that is to, uh, you need to understand too, that forgiveness is not a one-time decision. It is an ongoing decision, just like love. You don't, you know, say to your wife, I love you on such and such a date. And then from there on out, it's <laughs> automatic. You I'll know? let you know if anything changes. I told exactly. you once I love you. I'll let you know if anything, anything changes. Other than that, yeah. don't, don't count. On it. Yeah. <laughs> forgiveness is the same way. We forgive and then we continue to forgive. And every time the, you can't forgive and forget, you forgive and remember with forgiveness. So every time the feeling comes back, or every time you start to rile up again, you forgive again, and then you have to leave the reconciliation to them. So I do what I can do, and James talks about having clean hands, I've done what I can do, and have a pure heart. I keep my heart pure toward them. I keep. I don't mull over the hurt, I don't mull over the offense. Mm-hmm. I have clean hands, I've done what I can do. And sometimes, like when I, some of the situations I've had where I just feel a God prompting me to write them a letter to thank them for the good things that they've done in my life, for the positive effects. In fact, I did that just recently. Didn't get a real positive response back, <laughs> but that's not up to me. You know? Yeah, like I said, if you're dealing with a narcissist, you probably won't get a good response back because it's always your fault with a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know, something, I, I'm kind of like a moth. I'm kind of like a lamp to moths or something. I seem to draw narcissists. I like narcissists. They're they're likable. Some of my some of my best friends who stabbed me in the back are narcissists. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I want to go back to that point you made really that was really important because the reason that you have to forgive and choose to remember with forgiveness is because forgiveness involves grieving and grief we're often taught it's it's you know there's this this the uh, stages of, of grief mm-hmm. it's you know this then bargaining then anger pop, I'm over it. over it. Doesn't work that way. No. Grief is like a spiral where it comes back around where you wake up a year, two years, five years after yeah. the incident, whether it was a loss of someone and the the emotions rush over you just like it was yesterday. Yeah. And in those moments, when you're cho- we've chosen to forgive, the grief comes back up. You When it comes back around, you go, mm, I chose to forgive them. And then again, it goes back to I that getting, mm-hmm. you do the thing and then your emotions will get in line with it. Yeah. And when it comes back around, it, the spiral will get wider and wider, especially as you've forgiven. And eventually you're going to come to a point where when it comes back around, you just feel nothing but peace. Yeah. And that's a great place to be. And it takes a while to get there, depending on the hurt. Yeah. But that's the beautiful thing about it is there will be a peace that will eventually follow your decision to forgive. And whether the reconciliation happens or not, yeah. the peace will be there. And the other thing is, even if the peace doesn't come you're still not being hypocritical. You're doing the right thing. You are forgiving. You say, well, I want to get rid of these feelings too. You, we don't live by feelings. We live by faith and we live by doing the right thing. So even if the feelings don't follow, by forgiving and forgiving and forgiving, you are doing the right thing and that's honorable before the Lord. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.